0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty and cosmetic enhancement. Samantha Wills is an Australian Creative Director entrepreneur, author, and educator whose career began in 2004 at the age of 21 when she launched her jewellery brand, Samantha Wills. The brand that she started from the table of her shared flat later became one of Australia's most well-known and loved jewellery brands. Her desire to share her insights into modern entrepreneurship drove her to create her platform to educate and empower women in business through the Samantha Wills Institute. She's also created an online masterclass designed for creative founders, launching into the entrepreneurial world. Samantha has been inducted into the Her Business Hall of Fame and has been a finalist for InStyle Magazine's Women of Style Awards. She's also been nominated for Australian Woman of the Year. The New York Times named her a breakout star for her book and business memoir of Golden Dust, which is also featured on Forbes. The reason I invited Samantha Wills onto this podcast is that I had the opportunity of first meeting her about seven years ago in New York when I was doing a shoot with her. I fell in love with her energy, her class, and her humility. Over the years, we watched Samantha Wills go from jewellery designer to billboard star, and she has never once let her meteoric rise to the top go to her head and in fact she is one of the women that I think has grown only more beautiful with age and wisdom. In this episode Samantha Wills has shared with us some of her wonderful and hard learned tips on vitality, energy and beauty. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you with the beautiful Samantha Wills for Ageless by Rescue podcast.
1: Ageless to me I think I feel like we get given this kind of framework growing up, especially as women, specifically as women, where it's like, hey, here's the framework that you're meant to follow. And it's like you're meant to do this at this age and then you're meant to, you know, have a career, then get married and have babies by 30 at the latest and, you know, tick, 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 XYZ kind of thing. And I think that it's um, to me, Aegis is is going like I see your framework, but it's not my framework. I'm going to rework that framework for something that is right for me, and really not just because I think we can say that in a very um, you know black, black and white sense is in well that's the ideal, obviously, to create your own framework. But when you have to go through, you know, in my case, 39 years of undoing of what society has told you to be or taking on what your parents framework is or you know whatever framework you've absorbed you've actually got to undo that to rebuild it and and I think that's the hard bit so to me ageless truly means accepting your own your own framework and your own timeline and not doing the compare and despair around what someone else is doing or what you know this almost like globed on societal framework um, that we've absorbed over time.
0: What are some of the tips and tricks that you've learned along the way that have really worked for you that that have impacted your vitality, that have impacted um, how, how you feel about yourself on the inside and how you look on the outside? Because I think we all learn tips and tricks from places we live, people we meet, um, things we aspire to.
1: I think for me, the biggest learning, and it came after I closed the business. Um, so, you know, I started making jewellery as a hobby and then it turned into a market stall table. Then it turned into a, a corporation and then went on to be a global enterprise. But what I didn't do in that time was I didn't replace that hobby. So I think, you know, I remember many times, you might've been asking this in our interview in, in New York, like, you know, what do you do for fun? What's your, what's your hobby? And it was always, oh, you know, cr- creative, I'm um, designing jewellery is my hobby. And I'm like, but as a creative person, to not replace that when it becomes your income is so detrimental. So I think, you know, after closing the jewellery business, I was like, all right, what what do I want to do now that doesn't require a commercial outcome? And so my thing, and this is so nerdy, I'm like very into paint by numbers. (laughs) So I sit there and I, I do that and it fills my, you know, creative you know are really good for my vitality I think and um not having to do something with a commercial outcome but still creating it is really good
0: do you have a skincare routine
1: I do I actually use Rodan and Fields which I absolutely love. I've been using it for about two years now and I just, yeah, that's the only thing I use. It's so
0: brilliant. Do you have facials? Do you have laser? Do you have Botox? What do you do to, to, you know, to keep your skin looking great? Because it is one of your signatures, your glowing skin and your beautiful, thick, healthy hair is kind of two of your signatures
1: and yours um I love facials by uh Fenn, which is a new um it's from the founder of Onda in in Paddington um Nicole is her name but she's out of any facial I've ever had in the entire world she is brilliant um so I highly what's different that.
0: about her facial technique that you love she,
1: it's very much I say it's like going to church like you're in there and it's the way that she touches your body is in the same beat as your heart so your entire body you just can't help but immerse in it's truly a spiritual experience and by the way she's incredible at skin so it's 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 twofold for me so I actually go there even if I don't need a facial I go there just as like almost like therapy um and but yeah she's she's a magician and a skin
0: wizard tell me about um your views on aging gracefully or disgracefully um what are your thoughts on having uh, intervention, like biohacking supplements? Would you ever consider surgery or lasers or injectables?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like I have absolutely no problem with that. I think it's I think it's when everyone starts to look the same is the problem that I have. And you know, it's I shouldn't say problem. It's more like I'm just like you, the individuality is the key and the importance is the thing that I stand behind entirely be it in business and branding or in life and I think maintaining that is so important and you know I look around now on Instagram and I'm like just I, there's people that I couldn't even tell you if that's that person or that person because they look so similar and I think that's that's when it's not interesting to me anymore but I think you know whatever um, is good for the individual and makes them feel
0: their best self. What would Um, you recommend to someone who feels like they don't have a creative bone in their body? What could be something small that they could do that would switch on that part of their brain and help, you know, create a more playful, youthful, rewired, um, creative part of their mind? We create things. As humans, we're born to
1: create. We create friendships. We create careers. We create community. So I think firstly, breaking that thought process that if I'm not good at traditional art, I'm not creative. Um, I think the second one is following your curiosity. Like just what piques your interest? Like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. And now everything's at our fingertips, right? Like you can go on Udemy or you can go on masterclass.com or you can you can literally do a, 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 core, a workshop in an afternoon and be like, okay, I tried Crochet or whatever, whatever it is. So I think the accessibility is there. And the final one, for me and this is what i teach in one of my creative space workshops is 900 seconds is all you need to just show up for 900 seconds which is 15 minutes so it's nothing because i think so often we get caught in this procrastination and you know this conversation with imposter syndrome it's like we're well, not you're not really good at painting so why would you try that kind of thing and usually what you find is when you just start you don't have to be good at it you can you can literally put your hand up at the side and be like i'm going to be really terrible at this and remove all expectation from yourself And just start. And then, you know, you usually find 900 seconds in. You're like, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to stay a little longer if you don't walk away from it. So I think removing the big, oh, my gosh, I need to do something creative in my life. And it's like just cut it down to bite size and it's much easier to start
0: that way. Do you think that like a younger Samantha Wills would have had the mental dexterity and the confidence to be so unfiltered? Do you think that that's that ability to kind of say, you know, this is me, frizzy hair, uh pimple on my chin, um uh, recovering from surgery, that comes with you know maturity and experience and confidence. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I uh, and to answer the first part of your question, I don't think younger me would have would have had that confidence to do it. I think what I had gone through with the endometriosis and with the surgery and with closing the business, and I think the underlying thing to me was how I had Spoken to my body over that time, and with when the endo wasn't diagnosed, and you know the, the words I would use in my head was like, "Oh, you know, this is so annoying. You're you're such a hindrance." Like, like it was so vile that you know I really sat with it and be like, "Man, if my best friend every single month was it was in you know screaming pain, crying out for someone to help her, and I turned around and said." God, you're annoying. Like you're such a hindrance. Like I would never, ever think of saying that to my best friend, but that's how I was talking to my body when it was asking me for help.
0: Right. So I think it that's was such really, a big
1: revelation. Yeah, it, it was, and it was really sobering and humbling to be like, "Hang on, if I do this, I'm sure there's other women that speak to themselves like this." And it's, I, I don't even think it's a conscious choice. Again, I think it's just an internal narrative that we do, and it's so dangerous. So I think. I don't know. I just—it wasn't even a second thought to me to share not only the pictures but the story behind that um, that journey and the outpouring. My God, my inbox! Like without exaggeration, I would have got almost two thousand messages from women. Um, I think you know, endo as as a disease in itself is is not at all talked about as much as it should be. It's quite common. It's one in nine women, um, and because it's you know it it affects. Um, you know, your monthly cycle, women have been brought up again with framework to be like, oh, we don't talk about that publicly. Or, you know, you think back to to ads, um, you know, when we're growing up, you know, the carefree ads, you're like, all right, well, that girl's wearing white capris on a bicycle. Like, all right, well, I guess that's what it's meant to look like. Kind of like there was just no framework around, hey, it, it can be this, this, this or this, not just like it's meant to be this. So, Um, you know adding normality and and normalizing that conversation was important and that was about the photo that was about the story and that was about hey we need to normalize this conversation
0: and if you were to time travel to your 50s what Mm -hmm. would that wiser more experienced version of Samantha say to you today
1: Oh, she'd probably tell me, like, not to be working 15-hour days without sitting foot outside the house and, and get a bit more wellness back in, in there. Um Yeah, I, th- I think she'd be like, hey, you've just been through a really big health journey. How about you listen to your body when it is talking to you? Um, Because, yeah, it's, it's like I know, but I'm still... I'm still my own worst enemy in those senses. So I think it would be a health-related conversation from 50-year-old Samantha.
0: I would love you to share with us, what are some quick hacks that take you from blah to feeling or presenting fresh Mm -hmm. and uh, your most vital youthful self?
1: Oh, I think at a very surface level, getting in and washing your hair, like with a, <laughs> not just like a normal shampoo and conditioner, but you know, those scalp scrubs, like really, like it's a really visceral kind of, you know, shedding, almost like a baptism and, and you know, blow drying your hair is for me is, is a really grounding and centering one. Um, and, and I think movement in and of itself, like even if it's not for a physical, you know, wellness priority, moving the body moves energy. And I think, you know, if, if, if I'm working on something and I need a creative solution, I will get up and, and walk around and move to try and shift that energy to allow what is trying to find me to a place to land. So that would be my two very simple hacks.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.